How's your arm feel? Uh, right now, my arm is not very nice to look at. Uh, <laughs> is this your right or left arm? I have a bandage arm? on it. So my right arm, I have a bandage on it. Uh, and it's like a a white bandage, right? Like it's a, like a tissue bandage. Mm-hmm. And all I can see under the tissue bandage is a pool of red. I can see kind of starting to seep through the bandage. That sounds so it's, just lovely. So it's going well. It's going really well so far. <laughs> oh my goodness! This is on your your forearm, I assume. But the the if, so if I if I hold my arms out and I which I'm doing right now, listeners follow along. My yep. arms are out. My palms are up. So I'm looking at uh, my inner forearm, if you will. Yep. The, this bandage is on the right arm, inner forearm, most of the way up. Is that fair? Yeah, right inner forearm. Interesting. And and about how big is the damage you did to your body? About the size of a sticker. <laughs> of course it is. It's about crap. three by three. <laughs> of course it is. And how did you? What, what what did you choose to desecrate your body with? So it's a design that some people may have seen. Uh, because it was floating around in RelayCon with the badges that we had. And the best way to describe it is a the most simple representation of RelayFM artwork. So we had this design done for some potential merchandise that we're looking to do at some point in the future. Uh, definitely stickers um, we're going to be doing at some point. And we had this design done, and I really, really fell in love with this design. So I ended up deciding, I looked at it and was like, that's going to be my first tattoo. Because it's something that's super important to me. And I will, I will put a picture in the chat room of what I gave to the tattoo artist. And uh, I'll get a picture for the show notes once things have cleaned up a little bit in the next day or two. <laughs> And basically, it is something that, to me, says Relay FM, without me getting the Relay FM logo tattooed on me. So this is for me like this is a the very basic representation of a Relay FM show. So it is a rounded rack with the corner chopped off, with a circle in the middle, and two black lines. One big thick one big thick black line and then one thinner black line beneath it so it's like the part in the middle the artwork in the middle title subtitle and then the the corner where the relay fm branding goes and this allows me to say something that i uh i can see it's relay fm people that maybe know would know it's relay fm but it's not a company logo i didn't want a company logo on me even my own um, I felt that that's a little bit too much, so I wanted to just have something that was Relay FM, but without being too far in that department. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking at the the area of the the logo that would contain stuff looks white on this image if you yep. will does that make sense and yep. and the black parts are are the negative space did you yep. then reverse it for what's no. on your arm so, so there is a an outline of a rounded wreck mm-hmm. with a black triangle a black circle and two black lines Interesting. and then everything okay. everything within the rounded wreck is my skin i got you i got you interesting Huh. I, I'm curious to see how that turned out. Are you pleased with it from what you saw? Well, yeah, I watched the guy do it. Like, I know how it looks. I've seen it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I've never had a tattoo or gotten whatever the terminology yeah. is. So I don't really know how this works. But And plus, uh, knowing me, I'd be looking away crying like a baby. But anyway, um, so you, uh, as it was being done, you were satisfied with the way it looked. I loved it. I love it. That's I really, awesome. really love it. So this is like Steven's um, like really good friend tattoo artist, or was this just his tattoo place, or was this just some random place you guys stumbled into? It's Steven's tattoo place. Okay, but not necessarily a particular individual that, that has inked him several times in the past. No, because we kind of just had to go there. We went there ye- like yesterday and booked a time today, so it was just like whoever was free. Mm-hmm. But the tattoo was so simple that I wasn't concerned mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they basically, I give them the artwork, they shrink it down to a size and create like a stencil out of it, which they put on your skin 
and then they rub it so they take it away and there's just the outline and they just have to trace the outline. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very cool. Well, and are, you're pleased and, and you mean you seem pretty darn happy. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I can't wait to, to actually it for it to be like good to go like basically i've it's like four days of washing applying lotion and applying like film like cling film mm-hmm. saran wrap to my arm and taping it down <laughs> and i have to right. do this like four times a day i have to change this mm-hmm. um so i'm looking forward to when i don't have to do that part anymore sure. um but yeah i'm really i'm really really excited about about having it and i can't wait to have it like fully on display um i'm very excited i'm very excited i've it came out so well i was so pleased that's awesome and do you, do you want to know what it feels like oh i was going to ask like is it as painful as everyone says did you enjoy it keeping it pg or maybe g actually but you know was it fun is it terrifying like to me so i i, I give you a bunch of crap about it and you know earlier i said desecrating just to be silly and I feel like there's a sliver of me that can that can understand the the motivation behind getting a tattoo, um, but I don't think that's something that I would ever do sitting here now. But I think I can understand the motivation. But even if I wanted a tattoo, the thought of having a needle jabbed into me eleven thousand times just does not sound terribly appealing. So, is it as painful as they say? Did you like it? What was what was the experience? So I was nervous. Like, uh, actually, nervous isn't the right word. I was like apprehensive because I knew that I was going to get something that I wanted, but I knew that to get in between, like sitting in the waiting room and leaving, mm-hmm. there was going to be pain in the middle, and it's yep. kind of weird to subject yourself to pain. Mm-hmm. Like, as I was having the tattoo done, I had this like weird kind of thought of like, this is something that I've chosen to put on my body forever, mm-hmm. and in doing that, I have also decided I've made the decision to hurt myself to do it Mm. and it was just a very interesting thing and and it kind of enforced to me like getting my first tattoo should have been something like this something that meant so much to me um because to kind of put this in the context talk about this a little bit later on but as we record this is relay fm second anniversary so that's why i decided to do it here this week Mm-hmm. because it is our second anniversary. So I thought I would do it now. Like I decided I was going to get this tattoo months ago, but I've waited until now to do it. Right. So yeah, I've decided to do it now for that reason. Uh, and so I'm thinking, I'm sitting in the waiting room and I'm like, what? what is this going to be like? Like, I have no idea. In my mind, it was going to be like, I don't know, like being poked a bunch of times or like pinched a bunch of times right now, now let me I, stop you did you interrogate steven as to what it feels like because that's what i would have done it would have, i would have had so many questions for steven that he would have pretty much throat punched me by the end of it just so i wouldn't be able to no, talk about it anymore i didn't i was talking to to steven's wife mary and she said that it's just like being pinched a bunch mm-hmm. so that's what i was kind of expecting it didn't feel like that to me at all uh what it felt like was someone was cutting me like, oh that's what even it felt better like because with me like the guy was like making a lot of lines because there's a lot of like just lines he had to like do the outline it's most tattoos i'm sure are like this but at first it was like just it felt like he was just dragging a a, 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 like a very small needle across my skin and like cutting it which is kind of what it is um and he used two different needles one that had i think like one needle on it and then one that had like four Oh. Because I have sec- big sections of black. They uh-huh. use like f- a needle that has four needles so they can fill in more of it at once. It's, it's you know, So it's better for you so you're not having it done for so long, like just with the guy like scratching over you. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I, I, I didn't like it. Uh, it hurt and it was uncomfortable, but I got used to it. Mm-hmm. That by the end, it was... It was totally fine. And weirdly, it hurt less when I was looking at it. Oh. When I was watching him do it, it didn't hurt me as much. And also, the four-needle one was more comfortable. Interesting. And I think it's like the bed of nails type approach. Like, 
having like oh, the idea yeah, yeah, like yeah, if you yeah. step on mm. one nail it really hurts but if you lay down on a bunch you spread the pain out so i think because it was a wider surface area that, that that it was occurring on it didn't hurt as much and plus he was kind of just like going backwards and forwards rather than just making lines that it was the big long lines that hurt the most because it just felt like he was just scratching the whole way across and also mm. what it didn't hurt as much when he went over the lines which i didn't expect i thought like because he went, he did, he outlined it once, and then went over it a couple of times to make the line thicker. And when he was going over the line again, it didn't hurt as much, which didn't make any sense to me because it was obviously raw, like sore. Yeah, yeah. But when he was going over them again, it was totally fine. Hmm, that's weird. But yeah, the the guy was really nice, and he like he answered all my questions, and he told me not to worry and stuff, and um, he just said like just just relax, and it will be more comfortable. Um, and you know, and he just said like, if you need anything, just let me know. Like if you need to stop, just let me know. But I got used to it real quick. And by the end, I don't know, like, I don't know if a lot of people feel this way, but like it, it ended up being quite an emotional thing for me. Um, especially as I'm sitting there and thinking like I'm putting this thing on me, which means a lot to me because of this thing that I've done. And it's in the week that it's most prevalent and i've you know and i had the thought of like i'm deciding to put myself through pain for this and like what that means and i don't know it was a really kind of weird and emotional experience and i can't wait to get this freaking bandage off so i can look at it (laughs) because you know i want to be able to see it i want to see it properly now uh because i can't like i've only seen it when he did it and it kind of was a little bit swollen so over the next couple of days, I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Um, and I already know what my next tattoo is. That I was going to ask you, is there going to be another one? Or are you already yeah. So yeah, you're already addicted? Be. But because, no, because I always had a design for a tattoo that I've always wanted, but I've never done it because I, I didn't feel like it was important enough in, like for the first one. And now I've had the first one. So my next one is going to be a Scott Pilgrim-inspired uh, tattoo. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll share that design at some point in the future, when, maybe when I get that one done. But yeah, it's I am concerned that the sticker mentality is going to fight its way onto my body. I am deeply wor- – well, I shouldn't say worried, but let's just say I agree with you and I am expecting that you're going to have two sleeves within the next 10 years. I don't think I'm going to go that far because, like – I mean, I actually don't know if Adina would like that. Like, She was really um, – she was really kind of like encouraging me to get this because she knew it was important to me. And But she was encouraging me and she has encouraged me for years to get the Scott Pilgrim tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. But that's next on my list. So there we go. I have a tattoo now. Have you spoken to Adina since it happened? I presume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she she wants to see a picture of it, right? But I haven't got one to show her. Right, right. And are you going to send one when you're like in between dressings as in like... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably will. I mean, hopefully, provided it looks okay enough, I'll share a picture on Twitter because as we're recording this, like I haven't said what the design is, and there's like a little pool going on online of people that are trying to guess what the design is, which is really funny, and no one will ever guess this design because it's not really something that we've used very much. Uh, as I said, I mentioned about RelayCon. There were some badges that um, people were wearing, as like as part of our code of conduct, we had like staff, I guess you call it, or like hosts that had kind of volunteered to be people in case any assistance was needed. And they all had this logo on that badge. Um, And yeah, so you may have seen it maybe in some pictures or whatever, but uh, we're going to have at least some stickers of this design available uh, soon. So you'll you'll be able to get a sticker of the Mike Hurley tattoo if you want. And I've told Frank, Frank, our designer, and he's very excited. I mentioned that I was going to do this to him, and I told him today that I've done it. And he was very, uh, very excited about that because uh, that's kind of crazy, right? Like he created this piece of artwork, and yeah, I put it yeah, on yeah. my body. Yeah, that's wild. That and it's a hell of a compliment, right? I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know how this would feel for a designer, but like I agree with you. Like this feels like the ultimate compliment you can play somebody's work. Like I love this so much. I am going to put it on my body and wear it forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, imagine it's it's not a completely direct analogy, but imagine you said something really, really smart on on one of your shows, and it was just a little soundbite, and somebody, you know, put that that 
quote on them somewhere, like, you know, some, some several word quote. Next thing you know, something you said is on somebody's body. Like, that would be slightly creepy, but also extremely flattering all at the same time. It would freak me out in the best possible way, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mentioned that it's Relay FM anniversary week, which mm. means that Relay FM members are now getting the first Relay FM members content. So if you are a member, you should have got an email which will have a link to an RSS feed that you can subscribe to. Uh, if you're not a member, you should go and sign up at relay.fm slash membership, and you'll also get a link to the uh, special RSS feed for member content. There's some great stuff gone in there so far. So as we're recording this, there's been uh, the connected episode about home screens. There's been a really weird and kind of special bonanza. Uh, there's been Casey at the cinema where me and Casey watched Shaun of the Dead, one of my favorite movies, and spoke about it. And we've got some other really fun stuff coming up this week, like um, the Cortex Upgrade special where me and Gray no, were just taken not, on don't, an adventure. Don't, 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 don't ruin it. Just let, let it's me. It's not ruined. Yeah, don't. We've already on. given that. We've already put a trailer out to the world. Well, but still, what if people don't listen to that? Just suffice to say, listeners, okay. I have heard. I have heard about ten or fifteen minutes of this. Mike wouldn't even let me hear all of it yet. And the ten or fifteen minutes I heard for about thirty seconds, I was like, "Are you serious? This is oh my god! I can't wait until I hear the end." So you definitely need to check out the uh, that was Cortex Upgrade crossover. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It it is. I am so excited for it. I am. I'm really being genuine. I am really amped to hear this because I was sitting in the, in my desk chair at work, giggling to myself, listening to those three knuckleheads do what they do. And so, uh, you should definitely check that out. And and like Mike has already said, we did our inaugural, our very first. I don't know if I should say inaugural, but our very first Casey at the cinema. Um, and so you can check that out as well. Yeah, there's loads of other stuff. There's uh, we have we have a lot of interesting things coming up. Uh, between it's probably going to stretch a little bit into early September because we've ended up with more members content than we expected uh, but there's some other cross show crossovers there's some other special shows so it's, it's, if you're a Relay FM member it's going to be a fun month so you should go and sign up now and uh, you can you can take part in that yep uh, definitely check that out it's uh, really good stuff this week's episode is brought to you by Pingdom. You can start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash analog. You'll get a 14-day free trial if you go there. And then when you enter the offer code analog at checkout, you'll also save 20% off your first invoice. Pingdom is all about making the web faster and more reliable for everyone, anyone who has a website. It doesn't matter not what type of site you have. You want it to be up and available for people that are visiting it. And let me tell you, Websites go down. Things break on the internet all the time. Every single month, Pingdom detects around 13 million outages. To give you another kind of unbelievable huge number, that's more than 400,000 outages every single day. Whether you have a small website or if you're managing a complete infrastructure, it is so important to monitor its availability and performance. Not just because you want people that are coming to your site to be able to access it, but it could also be the way you make your living. You could sell things, right? And your your checkout could go down. Pingdom can manage that. It doesn't have to just be your entire website that goes down. It can be little pieces of functionality like checkouts, logins, search functionality. Pingdom can manage all of it. And if you've got any kind of presence online, it's there for a reason. You want people to be able to access it. It's going to be important to you. And you also don't want to be kind of caught out with somebody having to email you or send you a tweet and say, hey, I want to get to your website, but your website's down. You don't want to know any about that. You don't want to be the last person to find that stuff out. So what you need to do is go to Pingdom you give them the URL that you wish to monitor, and they'll take care of the rest. You'll be the first to know when your site is down, so you can fix the error before downtime affects you. Pingdom has over 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site. They check its availability as often as every minute, and this is how they know when there's any problems with your website. Go and check it out today at pingdom.com analog, and you'll get your 14-day free trial so you can see why it's right for you. And then use the code analog to get 20% off at checkout. Thank you so much to Pingdom for their support of this show. Excellent. A couple of episodes ago, when I was talking about the ring post with you, mm-hmm. uh, one of us made mention to the fact that there is a, a crossover between relay hosts and incomparable hosts. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned how it would be interesting if there was a Venn diagram which could show what that crossover is. Well, that has been created. Johans put this together. 
Um, and I meant to include it in the last episode, but there was so much crazy stuff going on that I didn't get to it. But he's created a beautiful Venn diagram, which has all the Relay FM hosts on one side, um, all the regular incomparable panelists on the other, and then where everybody meets in the middle. And this is hosts and then regular contributors as well. So it's it's very it's a very beautiful and detailed Venn diagram. And Johan's was very kind to put in some additional things that I wanted. Like I wanted regular contributors uh, to be mentioned as well. So you can go and check that out for yourself. I'll put it in our show notes. It's kind of beautiful. And it also uh, highlights how many shows are hosted by each of those individuals. So the numbers next to people is like how many shows they host or how many times they contribute regularly, that kind of things. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, this is really nice. I, I never saw this until just now, and I'm not sure if I missed it or if it just never made it my way. Either way, I really like this a lot. And I am deeply pleased, no sarcasm intended, that I made the center portion of the Venn diagram. Because as I've said on this show in the past, when I finally got invited to do a uh, incomparable episode, which was about the Hunt for October, uh, I felt like I had finally arrived, uh, that that I was legitimately a professional podcaster at this point. And so to see me sitting in the middle there feels good, Mike Hurley. Feels good. All right. So uh, this is a kind of a, a combination between follow-up and relay of feels and a kind of a mini topic as well, all wrapped into one. (laughs) So after the last episode, uh, Kathy, who goes by Mrs. Soup in the chat room, asked, are there any Romanian traditions that Adina is looking to want to incorporate in our wedding, whenever that will happen? Um, And also, will she become a Hurley? Will she take Mm. the name Mm. Hurley? So I yesterday woke up to an email from Adina <laughs> with the answer to these questions. Now, so. before you answer them, can I ask you, is it, in, in America, it's still more common than not for the woman to take the man's last name upon being married? Although I will absolutely say that it is also more common for that not to happen than it ever has been in the past. Hopefully that makes sense. So the overwhelming majority of women do take their husband, new husband's last names, but it is less and less odd to see a woman keep her maiden name. So is that the same in the UK? Or, or Yes. Is okay. Yes and yes. So okay. still is most common, but is also becoming less common. Gotcha. Okay. Which is a really weird way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I, I'm totally on board with what you're attempting to get across. <laughs> okay, so with that said, what, what did Adina say? So... Yes, I'm becoming a Hurley. Oh. No English native can pronounce my surname <laughs> correctly anyway. So it would just make my life easier. And I quite like the sound of the Hurleys. Uh, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. I have to say, so me and Nadina had this conversation a while ago. And I said to her that um, it's something that I would really like. Because I would like us to be uh, a traditional family in that sense. That we share a name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I said, if she didn't want to do it, that is also fine. This is basically the conversation Aaron and I had. Because I don't know, I, maybe it's backwards of me, maybe it's old school, and and, I, and you can take that to be a good thing or a bad thing. But I also really wanted Aaron to take my last name. And, and I think I had almost the exact same conversation, which was, hey, this is what I would prefer, but you're your own person, do what you want to do. So. so, you know, we had a conversation, like, and we the conversation came up of, like, what if we both just changed our name? Um but we decided that we wouldn't do that. Uh, and so it basically came up of, and I think it's a, it's actually a really solid point from her that like her, she had to change her name when she came here anyway. Like it's the same name. It's spelt the same, but it's not, it should be Nansu. I have tried to say that the best I can, but she is known as Niamtu, which is not the same. It's like somebody calling me Hurley. Right? <laughs> that, that's not how I hear it. Right. But sure. That so then at that point it's not my name anymore. So I I like that. I, I I'm happy that she feels that way. But as I said, it was never something that I was just going to assume. And if it was something she didn't want to do, I would have been sad about it. But I would have completely understood sure, because nobody's sure. running around making me change my name, right? Right, right. So I would have understood that. Now in regards to traditions, Adina follows along with. I'm not really one to follow traditions and doing things just because that's how things are done. But there is one thing from 
like my own traditions that I want to try and get in there. That is that the wedding receptions end later in the night, past 12, which is a strange thing to happen at British weddings. Every party ends early in the UK, and I think that's mostly because of alcohol licensing. Whereas in Romania, it's more like the bigger the event, the longer the party. The actual custom is that weddings take three days and three nights, but nobody does that anymore. Oh, wow. So I just want to address a point here. Um, alcohol licensing maybe in some venues is a thing but it's not that that way everywhere and and me and Adina have spoken about this a bunch especially because we just went to a wedding that finished at like 12.30, 1am it's because in the UK the wedding starts really early in the day like in the morning and then lunchtime everyone you know you have a big meal if you're going to the whole day and you're drinking all day so it ends at about midnight 1 a.m because people have had probably had enough by that point but in romania so when i went to adina's brother's wedding the actual wedding ceremony happened in the early evening yeah yeah that's more the way it is here generally speaking is that it starts at like three or four o'clock or something like that no they tend to start earlier in the day in the uk interesting okay so maybe we just incorporate that so we maybe have our wedding a little bit later in the day and hopefully we would be able to get married in a place that would let us party into the wee hours in the morning But we'll see about that. Um, The other tradition that I'm considering but I'm not yet sure about is the concept of godparents, an experienced married couple that you look up to whom you'll be able to ask for advice throughout your married life. Now, I know that this is a thing in Romanian culture um, to have the godparents of the marriage. Interesting. Which is, is as as Adina said, it is a older or a a married couple who have been married for many years of friends of yours that you look up to who can give you advice when the marriage is tough. That's the idea. That's awesome. Right? So, like, if you're struggling, then they help you and they try and get you through the problems that you're having in your marriage. Mm. Mm. Um, we've never spoken about this as something that we would like to do, but I would really like to incorporate this as part of our ceremony because I think it's really nice um, and we'll just have to just decide who that would be. But that's awesome. Uh, I really like this idea. I think it's I think it's very sweet, and it's a way to have some friends of yours be uh, involved in the ceremony uh, in a way that we don't have. So, uh, you know, I agree. We should do that. Well, and I'm honored you asked, and I'll speak for Aaron in saying we'll be happy to yep. honored even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be the godfather you can walk around with olives in your mouth oh god you know i've never seen the movies so i, th- I guess i've just what just, i think i've just disqualified myself oh, um, why did why did i do sean the dead with you my godfather god. is one of my favorite movies i wish i knew um no that's really interesting and you said you were not planning on getting married until early 2017 is that right 2018. 2018. Oh, right. Yes. Sorry. I got lost track of what year it was. Uh, at that point, Aaron and I will have been married over 10 years. Just throwing it out there. Blimey. Yeah. Tell me about it. We're old. Oh, well, I'm old. She's ravishingly beautiful and young. Hi, Well, honey. you can put your name into the contention. Oh, I thought that was unsaid. But let this yeah. let this be let this be known this as my, be my formal official application. Yeah, this is my formal application, sir. Please include the both of us in, in the hat that you will draw upon. Hopefully it's a top hat. In fact, would you like me to send you a top hat? Is bribery? I work? feel like we should we should have a top hat where we put both the husbands and wives' names in separately, and then create a fantasy marriage. <laughs> oh goodness, that would be fun. Out of our friends, this sounds like a good idea. That sounds like a so. Was you mentioned like that timeline? That timeline is because, as people will know from listening to last week's episode, we're trying to buy a house right now, and I have a house update. Oh, professional segue, my friend. Very well done. I am in. The United States of America, we are trying to buy a house in England. Yeah, that's <laughs> this not is wise. point number one. <laughs> I'm here for a few days. Now, we found out in between these episodes, so the house offer was been accepted, fully accepted, and the process has begun. We have found a solicitor, we have a, and we've put our application in for our mortgage. Excellent. Uh, with where we are today, by the time this episode comes out, there will be more answers to questions that are up in the air. So I just want to make this clear. So they're, they're, I'm expecting some stuff to happen this week because there are some circumstances for the property that we're buying because it is owned by a company, not an individual, that they have put a timeline on the, the property purchase. So from the day that the solicitors lawyers exchanged their initial contracts which happened yesterday we have 28 days holy monkey 
to exchange final contracts on the house. Now, in the UK, you exchange final contracts and then kind of everything's done and it's bound. And then it's typically typically a couple of weeks until keys are handed over. So, like, just the final arrangements are done during that point in time. All the fees are paid and then the money's all transferred, that kind of thing. So we have 28 days to get to that point. From yesterday. From yesterday. This is usually a 12-week process. Good grief. So. Ay, ay, ay. This is not impossible. It happens with the type of property that we're buying from the type of company that we're buying it from. It happens. We're using a solicitor that has sold these properties before with this exact company. They've been like working for the buyer of a property with this company. Uh, we, As of today, our house was appraised. Uh, we call it valued. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the bank made their valuation on the house today. I don't know what that is, but that will, of course, equate into the mortgage process. Um, so that plus the final checks of our affordability will be for the mortgage. Uh, we're working with the solicitor on a bunch of questions and stuff that that we have. Uh, it looks like it's going okay so far. So provided that the bank is able to give us the money we need, there is a strong chance, provided nothing terrible happens, that we will have a new house in about three and a half weeks' time. Yeah, 28 days from yesterday is lucky number 13th of September. Of this Guess week. where I'm supposed to be on that day. Uh, on a notes? plane to Portland, Oregon. Oh, XOXO, that's right. So as it stands right now, whilst I have purchased a ticket, flights, and accommodation for XOXO, mm-hmm. I may have to be cancelling at the 11th hour. Oh, that stinks. I know how much you look forward to that, too. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. So we'll see. We'll see. But look, if the reason we have to cancel is because we've got the house we want, I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. I don't so, blame you at all. Please, everyone, keep everything possibly crossed for us because this is a crazy, like, high-pressure time. Um, In talking to our estate agent, it kind of seems like, um, really, they they do this because they want it to be seen that we are not dilly-dallying. You know, Mm -hmm. they want it to be seen that we are doing everything we can to move this process along. And if we can't meet that 28-day deadline because a third-party company is holding something up, like the mortgage, mortgage. then we we should be able to get that deadline extended. Right. The idea of this is because it's a company that's selling it, they have no desire to be waiting around for 12 weeks. So they push the timelines on us to, to try and get everything done. Not impossible. It's totally possible. Um, we have a lot of really great people that we're lucky to be working with right now and provided everybody can do everything we need. It's fantastic. Also, I have to just say, because I know that she listens and it's worth mentioning, Adina has been amazing the last few days because obviously I can't really deal with things as well as possible because of the time difference. Luckily enough, I'm on the East Coast. Like, <laughs> not the East Coast, but like, I'm on, I'm in like the mid i don't what central what is this called like central yeah, yeah. it's it's and the then central i'll be on the east coast zone. because i can wake up at 7 a.m and it's 2 p.m at home mm-hmm. so i can actually do stuff sure because otherwise we would be if i was if i was in san francisco right now it would be impossible oh you'd be screwed so it's moving along um Move, oh, I hope that by our next episode, I'll be able to say, we've got the mortgage, that's all sorted, we're just doing the final checks on like electricity and plumbing and stuff. Sure. And once we're happy with those, we're buying it. We'll see. Awesome. Well, good luck. There is like a chance that like episode 89, we'll know if we're buying this house. Wow. That's crazy. That's insane, right? Yeah, because well, this is episode 87, so we're yeah. not talking too long from now. Ay ay ay, that's intense. An episode like ninety, I could record that. Although we wouldn't, if we get it, it'd be really great if we can do this because we will then have a couple of months to move in. Oh, that'd be like, awesome. We'll be able to take as much time as we want to actually move in. Sure. So I really love the idea, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but you can't help but dream. But um, I love the idea of like the two of us having an inflatable bed, sleeping in the the house on the weekends. Because we're there painting and, yep. you know. Yeah, that's not too dissimilar from what Aaron and I did 
I really, really hope that we're able to do that because that will be so. I don't know that that to me just feels like the way a young couple should start their first house together, right? Like yeah. that they, they, we take some time, we do it together, we put things in, and then we start slowly moving big things. And I want uh, my office to be set up on the day that we move in, so my office is ready immediately, which is all possible. Like because I'll be buying uh, probably. All new office furniture because I don't have an office, right? Like I just have uh, a desk, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? So I want to get like a sit-stand desk and uh, some cabinets and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to kitting that out. So fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. That's awesome. Well, fingers, toes, arms, legs, oh, every appendage is crossed for you, my friend. All right. We're talking about home stuff. Let's talk about the Ring Video Doorbell. It's our second sponsor for this week's episode. With Ring, you can see and talk to anyone at your door from anywhere in the world using just your smartphone. You can protect your home and loved ones today. Go to ring.com slash analog and for a limited time, get $50 off their Ring of Security kit. Why do you need the Ring video doorbell and the Ring security kit? Because there is a home burglary every 13 seconds and most of these happen in broad daylight. Someone will ring your doorbell. They'll see if you're in. If you're not in they might do something terrible. It's a horrible thing to have to think about, but it's actually a thing that you can spend a little bit of money on, a small amount of money on, and give yourself a little bit more peace of mind that you're doing something extra to try and protect your home. The Ring Video Doorbell has been proven to stop burglaries before they happen because they allow you to see and speak to anyone approaching your door even before they even ring the doorbell using just your smartphone. And now Ring is using their advanced motion detection technology to protect your entire property with the Ring Security Kit. The kit includes the Ring Video Doorbell for the front door and a Ring Stick-Up Cam for other parts of your property. The Ring Stick-Up Cam is a wireless, weatherproof HD camera. Put this on your back door, the side of the house. You could even put it inside the house if you want to. They take just minutes to install and they work together seamlessly, providing 24-7 monitoring of your entire home, whether you're in the living room or thousands of miles away. Now, Mr. Casey Liss, I know that your home is protected with the Ring of Security kit. And you want to just mention a couple of things that you like about it? So it's not actually protected with the Ring of Security kit. I only have the doorbell. And when we got the Ring system, um, it was given to us as part of the sponsorship and I didn't know what to make of it. And I was like, well, I don't know about this. And especially since I thought, Oh, if I only get these rings on my phone, that's kind of cheesy. I'd like it to still use the traditional doorbell. Well, unbeknownst to me at the time, it does still ring your traditional doorbell. So the phone augments your doorbell, not replaces it. And we put it up and I was like, well, we'll see if I like it and, you know, see what I think of it. And it is still up today, a couple of months later. And I freaking love this thing. In fact, I love it so much that I'm thinking about adding a a second camera, stick up camera, as though I did receive a ring of security kit, such that I can get a view of the garage as well as our front door. Um, and what I really love about it is it not only lets you see and talk to people um, when they're at the door and have rang the doorbell, but you can set it up such that if somebody comes very close to the door, it will start recording and and save that for you to view if, if you need to later on to see what would, what went on. And I think there is a little bit of an extra fee for that. I think it's a yearly fee, but it's very, very reasonable, if I'm not mistaken. And they will actually save these recordings online for, I think, a couple of months or something like that. I really, really, really like it. And I didn't expect to. And I don't mean that in a, in a dismissive way. It's just I didn't know what to think of it. And I really like this thing. Uh, installation is pretty straightforward. Uh, I didn't have any problems with my Wi-Fi and connecting to it. Uh, everything has been top notch. And the app is great. Really, really like it. For a limited time, listeners of this show can save $50 off the Ring of Security Kit. This is the lowest price anywhere. So go to ring.com slash analog to find out more and check it out for yourself today. Once again, that's ring.com slash analog and you'll get your $50 off. Thank you so much to Ring for their support of this show. Relay FM. All right, so Mr. Hurley, it's been two years, my friend, or almost. What was it? Tomorrow, the 18th, is that right? Yeah, yeah, the 18th. So like I think now, two years ago, on the 17th of August. You were not sleeping. Oh, the feeling that I had, man, and I, you know, I probably told this story before, but like I, I worked from home the next day, that day to to launch Relay FM with Stephen, and it was just, it was really exciting but terrifying. You know, we did something that was really good, and we had like, do you remember the like the open letter that we wrote? Yeah, yeah. Like the week before, and kind of just said like, hey, we're doing this thing, um, 
And these are our shows, and we Analog was one of the first five. It was the first new show um, like that hadn't existed in any other guys before. And uh, I remember like just being completely terrified because we just had no idea if anyone was going to listen. And now, two years later, and we're like five times bigger now, uh, and it's my job, it's Steven's job, we're able to provide um, a couple of things that I really love. We're able to provide a place for people, like-minded people that want to create this stuff, to create it. Uh, like-minded people who enjoy listening to the stuff that we make to listen to it. And we also get to give our host some money as well, mm-hmm. um, which I really love. I mean, you know, we, we just did a sponsorship, right? That's where the money comes from, as well as the membership stuff as well. Uh, but being able to provide people that are primarily doing this thing as a hobby uh, to give them a little bit of money for their time and it's it makes me happy that we're able to do that um, and also for, for many of our hosts now make a, a not insignificant contribution to their income you know we have a, quite a few hosts on the network now that are freelancers or have become freelancers or self-employed and we're able to to put a dent into their annual salary and, and and that makes me very happy that we're able to do that sort of stuff yeah so this week i'm in memphis um we decided that this is a good time to get together me and steven to talk through some ideas that we have um some you know thinking about what we want to do going forward and thinking about some business stuff and also just to be together to celebrate this. And I like to come to Memphis every year to, to spend time with the Hackett family. That was really nice. And then uh, we're very surprised when Jason Snell said that he would fly down for a couple of days. So we had Jason with us for a couple of days too, which was really nice. So the three of us were hanging out and chatting business stuff and, and things like that. So that was really nice. And we've, we've, we've concocted some interesting little ideas that we're going to be working on over the next year or so. Awesome. Are you going to like a big fancy dinner tomorrow? Uh no, <laughs> it's Fine. funny. We we didn't really think of anything until now. We're going to uh we're going to a design studio nearby in the daytime to play with the HTC Vive, of course, which you is are. a which is a VR uh, rig. We I guess we should have arranged a dinner, but like we're just here hanging out and having fun. Uh, I'm sure we'll hug a lot tomorrow or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it's been it's it's just a nice thing to do for us to get together and actually really talk about this stuff like we don't actually get a lot of time to talk about the business other than what is happening right now right you know so like we talk about our business and like here is a thing we must discuss today but like we've been spending some time even just today like whilst we've just been in between things that we've been doing like taking jason to the airport then waiting for my tattoo then coming here (laughs) to record there's a few things that we just a few times we've just been able to like be like okay so here's this thing that we wanted to discuss like we planned out a few big topics that we wanted to cover and we're able to just sit down and get through them and in a way that we're not able to usually do so it's been great for that that's awesome and you went to uh best pro shops yeah it's my second time going to the bass pro uh we took jason to the bass pro the pyramid bass pro because it's like it's like a las vegas hotel it's it's insane yeah so for those of you who have never been to a bass pro which which is many americans actually i had not been to one until i was well into adulthood uh bass pro shops is kind of an outdoor shop um or outdoor store um it is a national chain as far as i'm aware and all of the stores tend to be huge just mammoth and typically from what i gather like standalone thing they're not usually in like a strip mall or anything like that usually they are the strip mall and at the one that's close to us you can buy a boat you can buy an atv you can buy hunting equipment including firearms and bows and arrows and crossbows and knives and tents and tree stands and all sorts of amazing things assault rifles uh probably i don't know if that's legal yeah you can buy assault rifles okay so Um, whether or not you're into firearms, it's just an interesting place to go. They typically have massive, 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 uh, fish tanks in them. Ours has a, uh, what is it? Like Esmeralda 
uh, restaurant in it. I forget the name of it, but something or Ela's, I don't remember. It's some restaurant in there. Um, and one of my favorite things to do is take someone, especially my friends and family from the Northeast, take someone who's never been to a Bass Pro Shop into a, into the Bass Pro Shop and just have them go completely wide eyed, looking around, wondering how such a thing could possibly exist. And ours, from what I understand, is a a mere small interpretation of the unbelievable monstrosity that is the one in Memphis. Yeah, I, you say it's a monstrosity. Well, I don't, I don't mean that. Sorry, it is. It's, I shouldn't say that because that has a negative connotation. Just this, this massive, massive, massive thing. Jason kept calling it a theme park, which is kind of what it's like. <laughs> they, they, they've basically built like lakes, and there's alligators in there, and there's catfish, and they have this huge fish tank, and they have multiple floors, and then they have this big hotel, and they have a bowling alley and restaurants. Then they have the largest freestanding elevator in the United States of America that takes you up to a bar and observation deck. I actually think it's kind of cool. Like, oh, because I think this pyramid cool was yeah. going to be ripped down. It was uh, previously a sports arena. Um, the pyramid is a terrible shape for a sports arena. Like, just think about how the seating works. Yeah, that's no good. Right, ter- So they were going to rip it down, and then Bass Pro bought it, and they turned it into this, like, tourist attraction, basically. And I think it's kind of like, a, whilst I disagree with a lot of the things you can buy in a Bass Pro shop, sure. Um, I don't think that it is very huntingly to buy an assault rifle. I don't really know what you're hunting with an automatic machine gun. Uh, but this is probably a, a thing we don't need to get into right now. <laughs> and they have barrel arrows and they have, guns and they have like rifles and like I can get on board with those things if that's what you want to be doing if you're hunting. I don't really know how I feel about hunting in general, but yeah, yeah. if that's what you want to be doing, like they're they're weapons that make sense. But some of the stuff they sell in those stores is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like fishing rods makes total sense. Like buy a fishing rod, go fish. Like, but you don't need like a anyway. Anyway. Uh, but the shop itself, like the, what they did with it, and it's really nice and it's really cute, and there's something about it that I kind of like. It's it's very American to me because it's so needlessly over the top and like brash and and bold and brazen, and, and I don't know. I, I kind of it kind of, I'm endeared to it for that for some strange reason. Yeah, it's understandable. It's funny because I view as someone who is probably. I, I've lived in Virginia more of my life than I've lived anywhere else, yet I feel like I have the mentality of someone who, who grew up in the Northeast, because I did. And even to me, Bass Pro is kind of like, this is really a thing? So even to an American, some of us are kind of like, really? But I love the place, nevertheless. It's so fun to just walk around in there and just marvel at all the ridiculous stuff that can happen in a retail store. Anyway. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's been fun. Good deal. Uh, you had a meetup yesterday, did you not? Yeah, we did. We did uh, a little Memphis meetup. Um, we had a selection of like, 30 people or something there, people that live locally. There's some people traveled in. Uh, so uh, AF Waller, um, he traveled in from, I think he lives in Atlanta. So yeah, he I believe that's right. For it, which was really nice of him. Really great to see him. Um, we got to ch- chat about pens. Waller likes pens, so that's nice. always nice for me. And it was a great group of people, and it was cool because like Stephen got to meet some people that live in Memphis, like in the technology scene in Memphis that he didn't know. Um, which is which is really cool and and I saw a few people like become friends which was nice like yeah. I saw some people exchanging contact information because these are people that live in a town which doesn't have like a huge tech scene but there is one you know um, and now these people have kind of got to meet each other and now they are able to connect a little bit more and I thought it was really cool and then we met some great people and some people that I knew and some people that we've done some work with like from a de- like we have a, a one of the developers of RCMS lives in Memphis so I got to meet him uh, yeah really really great really really great awesome and and Jason was around for that too right yeah 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 we did it we did it yesterday so uh, Jason could be there as well so it'd be the three of us because that's you know Jason Snell I mean that's a that's a ticket <laughs> that it is um I have one more thing to say about anniversary week, and I hope it's okay to share this. I don't recall if this has been shared publicly or not. Uh, you guys sent all the hosts a gift. Yeah, so this is becoming a tradition now that we send gifts. I'm looking at year one's gift, which was a wooden block. Yep, I'm holding it in my uh, hands right now. With the Relay logo, the R, uh, laser etched into it. Um, and we did part of that the same. We had uh, There's a pen called the Fisher Space Pen, which is 
uh, is famous because it can be re- it could be used in space because it has a pressurized cartridge inside, and you can write with it in any orientation. You can write upside down. You can write right side up. It doesn't matter. We had the Relay FM logo laser etched on those and send them out to our hosts as well. And you know, it's just a little thing. Like we're we're grateful for everyone, and um, we get to it's, it serves a couple of purposes. We get to send a gift out to everyone, which we like to do, and then we also get to have a little memento that marks another year. Yeah. Um, I received this. I had forgotten that it was a thing during anniversary week to receive a gift from you guys. Um, And I received this, and I took one look at it, and immediately I thought this was the perfect gift because it's a pen from space, how perfect could this possibly be to represent you and Steven? Yeah, it's it wasn't completely intended for that. Like the space pen just works really well for this type of thing, but you were spot on. Like it actually is kind of perfect to represent the two of us, pens in space. Yeah, that's so. all, it's super awesome. Uh, and I appreciate it, and I thank you both for it. Um, I am I am looking forward to using mine. And uh, actually, Declan has been playing with uh, the case and the little. It it came in. We'll try to put a link in the show notes or a picture in the show notes. It came in like a little uh, moon terrain. It's like mounted in a yep. little moon terrain, and uh, Declan's Space enjoyed. Time. Yeah, Declan's enjoyed playing with that. Uh, it's been really awesome. Anything else about anniversary week? Anything else worth sharing? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, we there'll be some other stuff coming up on the, in the week that people will have heard by now. Like we're doing a relay FM Q and A and connected and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, thank you to everyone who helps make this possible. Uh, we love you all, um, from our hosts to our listeners. We, you're all very, very special people. Excellent. Uh, so okay. So Sorry, I was you, trying to make that smooth, and I did. I did. I didn't achieve it. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I want to make this show not completely all about me. <laughs> okay. I want to thank Linode for sponsoring this week's episode. A combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can set, get a server set up and running in just under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which will now get you two gigabytes of RAM with your virtual server. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro, and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and reset your virtual server in just a few clicks. Linode has over 400,000 customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team who are even open over the holidays. If you have something that you need help with, they are there for you. Linode is also really committed to improving their infrastructure. For example, they made a switch relatively recently from Zen to KVM and their latest Unix benchmark showed a 300% performance increase. Linode is the full package for your server infrastructure needs. They have the power you require as well as the infrastructure and assistance that you want and need. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash analog, you'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. Go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code analog20 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for their support of this show. So, Casey Liss, how long have you been at your iOS job now? Uh, just a little over six months, I believe, because it was uh, 8th of February of this year, if I'm not mistaken. And it is, as we record, the 17th of August. So um, it's been, yeah, just a little over six months. Uh, six months and nine days, is according to Wolfram Alpha. So, yeah, half a year. So how have you settled into that company now? Like, now it's been six months. Uh, I've actually just been promoted to CEO. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> no, not exactly. Uh, no, things are going well, I think. Um, I have enjoyed almost every moment of it. There's been a couple of days where I've been pretty grumpy about it. Um, and of the days that I've been grumpy... Why are you being grumpy? Well, because something has not gone the way I wanted it to or, or something weird has happened. Um, but of the days that I've been grumpy... I would say maybe all but one or two, and there haven't been that many to begin with, but all but one or two have been because I'm frustrated at myself for either making a silly mistake or not understanding something as quickly as I wanted to. Um, So, so far, I'm really liking it. Uh, Not having a timesheet and not being a consultant anymore, excellent. Highly recommended. Uh, I really, really like not having to stress as much about 
how many hours did I get in today? Uh, oh, I took a long lunch. Is that going to really mess things up? You know, I still have to think about it to some degree, but not nearly as much as I used to. And it's funny because I think I still worry about it a little bit more than I need to. And I think I still kind of count hours more than I need to worry about it. Um, but you know, if I need to take a long lunch because Aaron needs help or Declan has a doctor's appointment or whatever, that's okay. And you know, I, if I can, I'll make up the time. And if I can't, that's okay. And, uh, you know, we were able to a few weeks ago, take an afternoon off to go to an escape room as a team and go to the escape room and then go out for a couple of cocktails and nice. do that during, during the workday, which is awesome. And something I would never be able to do when I was consulting. Um, I really, really like it. How do you find team building? Uh, it depends on the scenario. Uh, in the case of the escape room, I thought it was super fun. And if you have a team that enjoys an adult beverage, which our team does, then I think that's super fun too. Uh, done responsibly, of course. Um, there are other things that I think are super cheesy. Um, I can't think of a great example. Trust exercises, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, fall yeah. and catch, you know? Yeah, th- like trust falls. No, thank you. Uh, ropes courses. Uh, I don't know why they're called ropes courses. I guess because a lot of them involve ropes. But the sort of things where you have like an obstacle course you have to complete as a team, those tend to start out really super cheesy, but then they get super fun by the end of it. Yeah, um, but it takes a lot to get into stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Uh, I've been pitching for our next team builder because I think we get to do like a couple a year, maybe four a year. I don't remember if it's every two quarters or every quarter but either way i've been pitching maybe going go-karting uh there's an indoor go-kart track um not too terribly far from here where they have electric go-karts that i've been to a couple times um including my bro shower if you will um when aaron had her baby shower a bunch of my dude friends um decided to take me out while that was going on and uh, we went go-karting and that was super super fun so i've been hoping that maybe we can do that for the next time that we're uh that we're doing a team builder, but no, I really like it. Um, I, there are definitely times that I'm frustrated with myself. Um, there are definitely times that I'm frustrated with the platform, but I am frustrated with the platform far less than I was. When what I was do you doing, mean by the platform? What's uh, the platform? Xcode, Swift, iOS, the iOS SDK, Cocoa Touch, all of those things. There are times that I'm like, oh, why is this so difficult? Uh, some things about Swift annoy me. Um, some of the things that Swift doesn't have, like reflection, if you happen to be a developer, uh, reflection would be nice. Um, there's a couple other things I've really wanted. And I can't think of them off the top of my head now. But um, all in all, I really, really, really like it. Um, to put things in perspective, the thing that bothers me the most right now is I don't care for the two external monitors that they got me for my MacBook Pro. I wish they were. Why? What's wrong with them? Eh, they're not very high resolution, and so they're not Retina. And so when I'm using the simulator, the iOS simulator, when I'm developing the app, um, so take like a table view, which is um, like, for example, mail, where you have a, a row and then a line and then another row and a line. You with me so far? Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the borders in between cells in the table view, that line just isn't there because I'm simulating a Retina screen on a non on, on a screen, a physical screen that isn't Retina, and so because of that, I'm losing some um, losing some information, and that makes it kind of hard to do UI work. Uh, so I've I've been really grumbly lately because I asked uh, work to buy me a couple of 4K Dell monitors, and they kindly told myself to go outside and play hide and go screw myself. Um, so the fact that that is my biggest limitation at the moment is that I don't really love the two 24-inch, I think it is, the external monitors that they gave me. Mm-hmm. I'd say life really isn't bad right now. How have you been getting into iOS development? Are you settled now? Like, Is developing an iOS app kind of as your job mm-hmm. something you're comfortable doing now? Simple answer, yes. Longer answer, yes, asterisk. Um, I do believe, I feel a lot more confident than I did before. A lot, a lot. Um, if you happen to be an ATP listener, uh, like a year or two ago when I was uh, in the midst of doing an update for Fast Text that I never ended up releasing, one of the things that was driving me batty about it was I could not get this technology called Auto Layout to work with me. Um, I haven't gone back to the problem that I was fighting in Fast Text, but I just did not understand the principles behind auto layout why one would use it what's what's driving it and i wouldn't say i'm an expert by any means now but i'm able to put together a relatively complex user interface with auto layout and live to tell the tale which in the past was not the case and i would end up just ripping all my hair out and getting grumpy and 
and going for a drink. Um, so I, I do feel like I'm making that, that's that's just one example data point, but I think it's a very fairly illustrative one. Um, I, I I think that's been a real improvement, and I'm really really happy about that. Um, and in general, I'm just more confident with it. There are certainly things that. I don't know how to do and that I get frustrated by because I don't understand them as quickly as as I'd like. But by and large, I'm way, way, way more confident and definitely, definitely enjoying it. What about Swift? Uh, I like it a lot. There are things that I don't like and I didn't prep myself to have like a laundry list of things. And to be honest, this isn't the right podcast for it anyway. Um, I happen to think the kvetching about Swift is generally speaking unfair um i don't think it's that bad i think it has rough edges for sure i think that it's a little bit immature as a language but i vastly prefer writing swift to objective c now to be fair i don't have the years and years and years of objective c experience that many other of my peers do so i didn't know objective c inside and out like say uh underscore and marco do but you know, like maybe if you're learning from scratch, it's a better one to learn, which I think is part of the point of it, right? Sure. It's part of the point, yeah. And and I I certainly prefer it to Objective C. I think there are some things that Objective C makes possible that that Swift doesn't really have an analogous um, mechanism for. But by and large, I vastly, strongly prefer the Swift way of doing things to the Objective-C way. I find writing Objective-C to be a lot more work for no more gain, whereas I feel like Swift is much leaner and, not to be that guy, swifter. Um, and, and I really, really enjoy that. And I'm curious to see where Swift goes as it really starts to mature. Um and, and I really am impressed with the little bits I've played with the uh, Swift Playgrounds app on, on iOS. If you are looking to learn Swift, then I, I really recommend playing with that once iOS 10 comes out because it's really, really good. So in doing this and kind of getting to grips of iOS a little bit more and considering that you, you know, you've had side project iOS apps you've done in the past, you had FastX, you mentioned you didn't finish that. Or that you didn't finish what you were working on with it. Right. you think you're any closer to having a side project again? An iOS project? Uh I have I have an idea in mind. Um Oh you do? Yeah, but I don't have time for it. The idea I have is that and I complained about this on ATP a long time ago, but I really, really like having an app that Aaron and I can share lists in grocery lists packing lists lists for uh the pharmacy or target or something like that a list for a home improvement store i really like having an app that that we can share lists in and i've used several in the past the one we're currently using is called any list and it's good but none of them work the way i really want them to work and i'd really love to try to write that app, especially because some of the things that Apple has done with iCloud lately make it easier to do that, um, particularly to do the sharing piece of it where people are sharing the same list, or at least that's what I recall from having glanced at some WWDC stuff from this year and last. Um, I'd really love to make this app, and and I am not soliciting requests or, or, or um offers of other apps at the moment because every time i talk about this everyone sends me a thousand different apps and they're all not quite what i want and i think the moral of the story is i'm just i'm i I want my own little my own little special snowflake app for my little special unicorn me um i already know the branding of this application oh yeah what is it it's list with two s's yeah fair enough yeah um the serious, like I feel that's what you would call it. And I probably, that's probably would. what you should call it. I probably would if I wrote it. But the yeah. thing is, I just don't have the time for it. Like I'd love to do it, but I just don't have the time for it because not yet. Right? Well, you might something might come up in the future. You might find more time in the future. Uh, you trying you to never get me? You trying to get me fired? From where? From my choppy chop. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, you have time for podcasts. Yes, but. That's a choice I make to say no to other things in favor of the mm. podcast, particularly Aaron and Declan. Um, with the podcast still happening, 
I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to say no to them any more than I already do. And I'm not trying to hint that that analog is ending or that I'm leaving ATP or ATP is ending or anything like that. But um, I am you saying say that ATP was ending. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. You heard it here first. Um, but yeah, so I, I'd i love to do it. I'm not sure that I'd, that I'd be able to, to be honest, but I'd love to try. Um, but I just, I don't have the time for it. Plus, I'm 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 about half cooked on on semi-rewriting Camel to be completely static instead of semi-static, which is to say, right now, when you go to my website, it's powered by this engine, blog engine I wrote called Camel. And it's it if it hasn't loaded up the page you're trying to go to already it will load it up at that very moment and then hold on to to that data for later so the next time somebody goes to that page it'll just barf that data back up um what i'd like to do and what i've started working on while i was on vacation is making a version that will just figure all this out up front and then just all I have is is files on disk that I just barf up to the to the to the user when necessary. Um, that's what a lot of people are doing these days. It's very trendy these days. I didn't do it with Camel because I didn't think it was necessary, and it's still not necessary. But as I was thinking about things more, I feel like I could have approached the problem of a blog engine a little differently and made a static one possible. So I've been tooling around with that. And I bring all this up because that's something I'm also working on that I also don't really have time for. So <laughs> I'm trying to to balance all these things and I'm surely doing a terrible job. That's how things are balanced. Yeah, terribly. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, one, day, one day I'll have the time for all this stuff, but today is not that day. Don't forget, go to relay.fm slash membership and you can sign up to become a Relay FM member and get uh, your special member content Links for this week's episode are at relay.fm slash analog slash 87. Casey Liss, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you. And uh, also send in some relayer fields. We have yeah. accidentally avoided them the last couple of weeks be- just because we've had very uh, very full shows. But please do send them in. They are getting recorded. They are getting yep. they are getting saved. We will yep. come back to it hopefully next week, barring any like yep. major house news, for example. Um, so please don't don't give up on us. We haven't given up on you. Uh, our apologies. Don't give up on us, baby. I have no idea what song don't that is. Don't make the wrong. Seem right. Still got nothing. It's written in the moonlight.